said. It's a velociraptor. It's inside.
Good afternoon, everyone. You are tuned in to BFF.FM. My name is DJ Rip Raptor, and this is Pasco Playlist. Just heard some music from a great uh, San Francisco new wave band from the 80s called Pearl Harbor and the Explosions out on the now-defunct uh, label 415 Records. That song was called Drivin'. Before that, we had the Ramones with Locked Love off of their sophomore release, Rocket to Russia. The Heartbreakers before that with Born to Lose, Baby, I Was Born to Lose. We had Tops in that set with Change of Heart off of their Picture You Staring release on Arbutus Records. Before that, Secondary Modern from Elvis Costello and The Attractions. We had a track from local band Paisano in there. The track's called Fish Me. Shout out to Roxanne June, the manager of Paisano and member of the Our House Collective, a great uh, organization that throws shows in San Francisco. And we started out that set as I usually do with my boy Art Vandelay. That song was called Midnight, and that is off Double Dip in the Chip, his release on Hot Record Society, based out of Oakland, California. Beautiful Wednesday today. Last week I was at the Soma Street Food Park for an Eventbrite promotion with uh, Amanda and Forrest from BFF.FM. And we had the band Growler there as well. Growler just released their brand new uh, LP the other day, and it sounds sounds really good. So we'll be listening to some of that a little bit later. Going to have uh, Tony Albert in the studio from the new uh, local band Zip Zilt Janata. They are playing tomorrow night at El Rio with Heart Sweats and Bear Lincoln. That show is presented by yours truly, Pasco, and Counterculture Artist Management. It's tomorrow night at El Rio, March 12th, $5. Rumor has it there may be an Elvis making an appearance. If you like Elvis, you might want to check out the show. BFF.FM presents a night of international indie rock at Brick and Mortar Music Hall. Join us March 12th at 8 p.m. for Ewert and the Two Dragons from Estonia, Yukon Blonde from Canada, plus Sun Haze from right here in sunny and hazy San Francisco. Get your tickets at brickandmortarmusic.com. Gonna get into the next set with some local power pop off of the Guitars and Bongos label. And we are going to hear 
Sir Lord Von Raven, who just released a new album. This song is called Madame Mischief. Thank you for listening to the Pasco playlist on BFF.FM, your local internet radio station.
history of evolution has taught us. It's that life will not be contained. Life breaks free, it expands to new territories, and it crashes through barriers painfully, maybe even dangerously, but... Uh, well, there it is. There it is. You're implying that a group composed entirely of female animals will breed? No, I'm, I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way.
That was the Bobby Fuller 4 with Annie Lou, the B-side off of their 45 that also contained I Fought the Law, which we heard earlier. This is BFF.FM. You are tuned in to the Pasco playlist, and I am DJ Rip Raptor. Going to play a new one now from the boys of Meat Market. This is called Hole on your BFF.FM.
the setting of the sun Always swore we were friends forever So before you run and hide Just tell me Are you gonna take my side? You are listening to BFF.FM. This is the Pasco playlist with DJ Rip Raptor. Going to do a quick re- recap of what we just heard. That last track was Take My Side from uh, Will Butler's newest release. Uh, Will Butler from the Arcade Fire solo album called Policy out on Merge Records. For that, we had Hole for Meat Market. We had Little Annie Lou, the B-side from I Fought the Law. That was the Bobby Fuller 4. Before that, we had the Belinda Belinda Butchers, a noise pop band. They played at Great American Music Hall with Craft Spells and Cotillion. That track we heard from them was called The Lover's Suicide. Before that, we had Growler, G-R-O-W-W-L-E-R. With Long Hair Short Wits, the first track off of their latest LP, Even Tenor. They have a record release show tomorrow. For that, we heard uh, Jonathan Richmond and the Modern Lovers from a nice uh, comp, Great Ideas from Berserkly, Berserkly Records, and that song was called Ice Cream Man. Also from that same 45, uh, before that, the Rubenews with Rock and Roll is Dead. We had I Fought the Law, the original, 
from the Bobby Fuller 4. Before that we had Please Please Leave, a new track from Dancer on the Guitars and Bongos label. And we started off that set with Madame Mischief from Sir Lore Von Raven, also on the Guitars and Bongos label. We have a special guest in the studio with us right now, ladies and gentlemen, Tony Albert. Tony, please introduce yourself. How's it going, party people? Um, pleasure to be here. Who are you, Tony? What? I am the uh, singer and songwriter for a mediocre band out of Oakland called <laughs> Zip Zilch Nada. Yeah, you guys have been getting some uh, some attention lately in the uh, in the in the blogosphere of San Francisco, huh? Yeah, there was a write-up uh, about our show, which is happening tomorrow night at El Rio, um, kicking off at 9 o'clock with a band called Heart Sweats. We'll be going second at 10, and then the closing band is good friends of mine and, and of Mar- uh, DJ Rip Raptors as well, name of Bear Lincoln. Um, Thank you for using my DJ name. <laughs> you know, we don't want people to know the, who, who it is behind the mask. Well, no one, no one paid attention to you until you put the mask on, right? <laughs> Like the dude behind the curtain in, in Wizard of Oz, <laughs> creating this illusion of adequacy and just trying to hide behind it as best as I can. I think it's called Gravitas. Oh. First time here at the BFFM studio, right, Tony? Yeah, and uh, as you guys can't see, it's, uh, <laughs> it's quite the setup in here. Um, there's all sorts of wonky decor. There's even a bookshelf with fedoras, um, just in case DJ Rip Raptor needs to tip it at a lady. Uh, as the consummate gentleman I am, <laughs> I employ the fedora tip m- maybe three or four times a day, <laughs> mostly with my elevado hat. Apostrophes abound. <laughs> yes, they do. Milady. Proper grammar. You deserve a man who knows the difference between your and your. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's talk about Zip Zilchinata. What's... Um, What's up with Zip Siltonata? First of all, you guys just kind of started jamming together and then decided, hey, let's let's have a band. Is that how it kind of worked? Basically, um, I was in a band in college down at UC Santa Cruz. And, Santa uh, Cruz? Yeah, go slugs. Um, there, there, we had a backup guitarist for a while named Tim Rush, and he did solid. The uh, band came to a mutual end there, but... Uh, Ran into Tim again at a party in Oakland several years later and uh, found out he's still interested in making music, so we decided to get back together and start playing and nice. uh, came across his buddy from high school, also a Banana Slug alum, and uh, they got a drum set set up in their in their house in West Oakland and just started making music, and now here we are playing the scene. So you used to play with Tim in your college band. Acid Tapestries. Right? Acid Tapestries was the name. So what happened to that band? Was why did you guys uh, call it quits? <laughs> um, you know, there's some, there's some. Uh, you know, I'll just say that being in a band at times can be like being in a relationship, <laughs> um, and agreements can, uh, disagreements can, can amplify given certain circumstances. Naturally. So, yeah. so yeah. What uh, happened? You guys got cheated on or something? Uh, <laughs> um. I won't get into the nitty gritty, but needless to say, uh, there was there was an. This is internet radio, so you don't have to. (laughs) You can say whatever the fuck you want. (laughs) Um, You know, there it was a group of four guys, and uh, 
there were some disagreements about where we were headed and, and just generally some, some vibe issues. But uh, Typical. Tim, Tim Rush was not one of those uh, one of those problematic individuals, so it's nice to, to get a reboot going. So you and Tim always got along pretty well. Yeah, definitely. In terms of your musical tastes and styles and what you wanted out of your projects. Yeah, and more like so that. than that, just, you know, it's important to have a band with guys that you feel like you can hang out with and, right. uh, you know, kick it with. Some bands, yeah, they just—they're not friends outside of playing music. You it, can know? Seem, it can seem like a homework assignment, you know. If, <laughs> if you're not—if you're not chill, if it doesn't feel like you're just hanging out when you're practicing, then that's—that's that's not going to lead somewhere good. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So that's good advice. You know, start bands with your friends. Definitely. If they don't know how to play music, they can learn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Liking each other is always a crucial first step. I mean, I don't want to paint broad strokes. You know, that maybe there's some, some guys out there that are really goal-oriented and focused. I'm not one of them. <laughs> you seem pretty pretty focused. Yeah. Um, so what about your approach to, to songwriting? Because you, you, you write most of the songs for the band. Yeah. You're sort of the principal songwriter, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do you draw from in terms of, you know, how do you find material for your songs, for your lyrics, etc.? Um, I just draw heavily from, from real life. Uh, I've had people say that my lyrics are very honest, um, which I guess is flattering. But, uh, I, yeah, I just I kind of take ideas from what I'm thinking about on a day-to-day basis. And I, I kind of write the lyrics and the songs independently of one another. And... I'll right. take I'll take snippets of, of ideas or thoughts and then find a riff that I've written that, that kind of fits the mood of that idea. So the words and the thoughts sort of come first and the music comes. They come after? Ind- independently. Right. And then I match them up as, as I as I deem appropriate. So and you then, have some songs that you like, some words okay, this verse will work with this guitar part. Yeah. Now. And it's typically just a snippet and then I'll expand the lyrics after I match them up to fit the syncopation and the um and stuff like that. Let's uh, hear a little bit of uh, Zipsilchinata. This is from their Bandcamp demos, and this song is called uh, Projecting. Everyone's projecting what they like to see onto the behavior of the people they call friends. That's that's the idea. <laughs> is that what is that what you do? Um, do you do you see? Well, it says it right in the song. It's, it's everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Thought you weren't painting broad strokes, Tony. Oh uh, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Everything in moderation, including moderation. That's true. Yeah. That's true. 
Um, but that's interesting. You know, it's sort of an observation that you sort of see the ideal characteristics in the people that you associate associate yourself with, even if they don't display those characteristics. That kind yeah, of idea. Yeah, basically. I mean, I think I've, it's it's kind of drawn from some recent personal experiences and some some drama that came out of some friendships and stuff like that. But um, I've just seen a lot of people. I've I've noticed people who were super close to one another have a falling out and become to the point where they couldn't even say hello to one another and it's right. just interesting to me that they're the same people that they were always and their behavior isn't substantially different it's just that they kind of focus on on the stuff they like and, and they're eager to ignore the stuff they don't to convince themselves that you know that they're good people because people like to think that the people they associate with are are a reflection of who they are and so they want to find the ideals in those people and that's not always the case everyone's flawed you know, you gotta love people for their flaws, though, right? That's usually how how it goes. I don't I don't want to meet someone who's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, only Jesus was perfect. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And you also write about, you know, your experiences growing up in San Francisco. Um, you know, you, I wouldn't say one of the few because I'm sure there's a good amount of you, but San Francisco is generally considered a transplant city for the most part. Would you agree? Oh, it's been that way since it was a city. I mean, right. we got our birth out of the gold rush, didn't we? None of those people were, uh, none, none of the prospectors were Ohlone Indians, I'll put it that way. Um, and, you know, as a native San Franciscan, you have a unique perspective on sort of the, the changes going on. You know, everybody, everybody here is, you know, crying foul and you know sort of using this word gentrification to sort of i don't know paint a picture of the city i'm just wondering what your thoughts on all that are as a native san franciscan what do you think about the influx of new money new development new industry into the city in the past 10 20 years i think we're incredibly fortunate to have one of the most robust and diverse economies in the entire country. And I would, one of the fallacies that I hear a lot is that the tech industry is an industry in and of itself, but it's not. It's really just a way of doing business that permeates across all industries. I would defy anybody who says that, you know, Lyft and Uber are in the same industry as Yelp, who would be in the same industry, you know, as, uh, I don't know, Intel. It, it, you know, those are not the same industry at all. And Part of that means that we have one of the most resilient economies in the country because if a right. particular industry goes through a slump, it doesn't affect the entire economy. Um, and I would say we're also really fortunate to have a passionate community here. It's you know it's it's a huge city, but it feels at times like a small community, especially if you get into the niche demographics of the music scene or whatever your interest happens to be. And as a you know. You're sort of dipping your toes in the water here, but um, you know you guys have played a couple shows. You've been out to see some bands and everything, and you're here now at BFF.FM, which is part of this music community here. Uh, what do you think about sort of the music community in San Francisco as it stands now, and your experiences in that? You're you know beginning to get a little bit more, but uh, so far, you know, what what are your opinions of everything and your perspective on it? I mean, there's no denying that the era of making a living and, and getting by strictly on just making art and music is impacted heavily by right. the by the current economic changes and i think um you know it's beating on a, a dead horse but a lot of artists and musicians are moving over to the east bay to continue the scene and i'm skeptical of how sustainable that is i think that we need to make more space for for artists and musicians by i think the biggest issue is just not enough housing mm-hmm 
I think we need to build housing at all levels so that, you know, a wealthy person looking for a place in SF doesn't keep moving down the ladder to something they can afford and it turns mm-hmm. out being a, a Victorian home that used to be occupied by a family or, or split up by a group of artists, you know. What if there's a giant, like, musician dorm room in San Francisco? I would wager there probably already is. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it's the kind of... There, there's a lot of laws about what space can be used for in SF and I think they need to be more creative and more relaxed. I think mm-hmm. there needs to be more openness to conditions that aren't considered traditional but are conducive to creativity mm-hmm. no 100 percent. and you know going to santa cruz for four years and just coming back to the city did you notice any any big changes in the times that in the time that you were gone oh absolutely um i mean hell <laughs> i wasn't trying to find an apartment in sf when i was living with my parents obviously but right. you know my my parents are are very kind of independently minded culturally and, and socially and even if they're pretty domestic traditional people in a lot of ways they still associate freely with people of all walks of life and a lot of that was artists and musicians and, and creative types and um, that seemed to be back then at least in my juvenile eyes the norm for what young people did in SF mm-hmm. and it doesn't apparently seem to be the case anymore. Now everyone's running around going to happy hours and, and team building events now. <laughs> There's a YouTube clip. If anyone's listening, you should you should go on YouTube and search for "But My Uber Is Down There." <laughs> it's a it's a short clip from the World Series riots when the riot police are telling everyone to turn around, and a young woman screams, "But my Uber's down there!" <laughs> God forbid, I can't get to my Uber. I can't get home. My Uber's down there. That's right. We were at the uh, the most recent riots yeah. for the uh, San Francisco Giants victory in the mission. Is that a sign of gentrification? Oh, jeez, no, <laughs> no, it's not. That was pretty. Uh, That's pretty hectic out there. Yeah, this past it, was, year. it was. You know, I I think it's I think it's only burning good fun. trash f- fires and. I don't think destruction of private property or even public property is something that c- should be condoned. But I think a little inebriated jubilance in the streets is warranted when your team takes a title. Yeah. Well, hopefully the Giants don't win this year. Uh, DJ Rip Raptor, <laughs> the Dodgers fan sitting in the DJ's chair. Go Dodgers. Uh, wrong town, buddy. Wrong town. At least we can both agree uh, on the A's. I just lost all my listeners. <laughs> I just lost all three of my listeners <laughs> for, for mentioning my allegiances to the boys in blue. The A's, that's right. The, the team from Oakland. Are they, are they going to leave Oakland? They're probably going to leave. No, right? I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, let's uh, listen to some Oakland hip-hop right now and uh, just chill. This is BFF.FM, and you are listening to the Pasco Playlist with DJ Rip Raptor. I got a dog. 
Caucasians pass me in their taxes. Oh, no such luck, I'm gonna get fucked for my apparel. As I seen the black gauge barrel, just then a fat cab came to my rescue. Damn, I'm glad black men drive them cabs too. We are back in the studio with Tony Albert from the band Zip Zilch Nada. Howdy, y'all. So you guys just recorded a demo. Talk, can you talk about the process of, uh, of recording these tracks that you guys uh, now have online on your band camp? Yeah, man. Um, so the initial plan was to get down to Guitar Center and, and take advantage of their liberal return policy. <laughs> we picked up a couple hundred bucks worth of uh, recording equipment. Um, those little clip-on microphones that snap onto the drum heads to get the drums because that was we tried some recording before with just vocal mics and the drums just kind of washed out into the whole room and it was not it was not good sounding so we identified right. the drums as the things that needed to be the most crisp um, so we went down mm -hmm. and we splurged on those things 
And then after we recorded for about 10 hours, of which, <laughs> of which 20 was actually playing, um, we decided to keep... 20 minutes out of 10 hours? Well, okay, so we were playing... I mean, it's all live, um, with the right. exception of the vocals. So, so what you're hearing on these tracks is, is us playing all together, um, recorded simultaneously. It's, not, it's nice. not tracking, with the exception of the vocals, because there's layering and um, all that stuff. But, um, yeah, we had all... It took, you know multiple tries to get the levels right um because we didn't have a mixer that would feed out seven tracks it only mm -hmm. it only did two okay um so we had two to get track, yeah, two track mixer it was a two track mixer <laughs> we had we had to get the levels sounding good before recording there was right. no opportunity to do it in post so we've played around with that that took several hours moving the microphones playing with the levels and everything in the compression and then um after that couple hours of playing the songs wrong <laughs> making mistakes and you miss then, one note you got to start all oh, over we again. were so frustrated and <laughs> and you know the urge to break out the beer was was rising with every take but then miraculously right at the end of the evening before the neighbors were going to start complaining about the noise we uh we banged out four tracks in a row so the other thing about these tracks is that none of them were uh broken up so we played mm. them consecutively um we got we got four takes pretty pretty in a row all right let's hear a little bit more from zip zilch nada uh what is this song uh we're about to hear called Tony? this is an elevator update from the bard operations <laughs> control center So you fell asleep and woke up at the end of the line. I think you might have some experiences with that yourself. <laughs> After the different fur party, uh, uh. I, did, I woke up in San Leandro. <laughs> I was supposed to go to Oakland. There were no BART trains back. Uh, uh. That was a, that was a dark time. Yeah. Um, but there's there's a story there, right? 
Oh uh, yeah, I was. Well, Let, let's start. Let's start. Okay, Fourth of July weekend, right? This no, is, no. This is this is um around around December of last okay, year. Okay. I was uh I was working customer support phone lines on the overnight shift from 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. The old nine to five. The huh? old nine to five, except switched around. <laughs> and my family, my mother and father and grandmother and sister, all graciously paid for a vacation to Hawaii so I went I went down to the airport morning flight 9 a.m. after your all-night after shift. my all-night shift so I decided not to sleep okay uh, but we booked on United so naturally the flight was canceled after five hours of delays so <laughs> after waking up at one the previous day I get on BART at SFO to go back to Oakland and uh, you know in between stops put your fa- face against the window you feel that cool air brushing oh, against the so side of your face on the, and, on the bar oh the, the soothing noises of screeching <laughs> wheels grinding on the tracks but nonetheless my body decided it was it was cool to to shut my eyes just for a little bit just take a little power nap i'd hear in the, the tunnel i'd hear the announcements of the stations course, and, and yeah. wake up at uh yeah. ultimately lafayette <laughs> wow oh man I've never had such big bags under my eyes. With a big like backpacking backpack on, I know I looked like a vagrant. Maybe yeah. I was. <laughs> Sir, please get off the bar train. Now. <laughs> I think the sit lie ordinance. We'll might find have you. We'll find you a place to sleep. Okay. <laughs> not in not in Contra Costa County. There's help. Sure. There's help. <laughs> <laughs> don't fall asleep in Contra Costa County, folks. No. You heard it first. Also, don't book United. You yeah. Heard it, you heard don't, it first. Don't. I. I'm, okay. So. Didn't you fall asleep again on your way back? No. Okay. You no, made it I managed. Back. I managed to, to make it back. Okay, and then fell asleep on the couch and not my bed because I couldn't make it all the way to the bed. <laughs> you stumbled into the house and uh, just passed out on the couch. Exactly. And then woke up and flew out of Oakland on Hawaiian. Wildly preferable. Oh wow! Yeah, it sounds like you should have just done that from the yeah, beginning. Yeah, we should have done that from the get go. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So you actually fell asleep and woke up at the end of the line. Uh, it was the middle of the line, but yeah. it's a creative license, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's not, not purely a, autobiographical. Well, it's also not a good lyric, you know. I fell asleep and woke up in the middle of the line. At Lafayette <laughs> Station on the Pittsburgh Bay Point line. What rhymes with Lafayette anyways? Oh, uh, I don't know. Regret? <laughs> yeah. Um, you ain't seen nothing yet. Are we freestyling now? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we are now entering our rap battle portion of the radio uh, show. I won't even... Let's go. You can beatbox I won't me. offend people who can by trying. Oh, man. And this song is uh, Candlestick, right? That's the one. Let's take a little listen, a little peek. Sends into like a shoegazy psychedelic refrain there at the end. 
And uh, you're saying here, only a city as beautiful as this can survive the things that people here are doing to it. Yeah. That's a quote from Mark Twain? No, that's uh, that's actually the architect Frank Lloyd Wright. Frank Lloyd Wright, that's in right. In reference to San Francisco. And he was talking about the explosion of skyscrapers in, in the financial district in the 1980s. And he felt that the architecture was abysmal. And uh, that it was destroying the soul of the city, but it couldn't because the city was too resilient. And that's not actually the intent of me saying it here. Okay. I'm kind of saying, it's it's a little ironic. I'm trying to say almost the opposite, that uh, the people here now are so opposed to skyscraper mm -hmm. development mm -hmm. that the only housing that's left goes to the highest bidder. And the people here now seem to be trying to freeze the town in amber. And you can't do that in a, in a global economy without displacing people. So you think the more high-rises could or are beneficial for San Francisco? I think so, in the right districts. I mean, I don't want to see a 12-story glass tower in the inner sunset district. I don't think anyone does, but, you know, on top of BART stations or, or in the Dogpatch district where it's former industrial land, you know, with the demand that we have now, it's nonsensical. To try sort to... of a lot of wasted space around there. It really is. I mean, the fact is the eastern waterfront is historically industrial because that was where the port of San Francisco is. Right. But with the advent of deep sea shipping, that's not what it's for anymore. It's just sitting vacant. And there's no, you know, I mean, I don't want to dismiss anybody who lives in the houseboats down there or, or in what little housing there is that's historically down there. But compared to other districts, there's no fabric of community that you're displacing by developing there. So it seems silly to me to shut it off, especially with the high quality transit that's down there. Do you have a favorite favorite place in San Francisco? Favorite oh. zone, favorite area, building? Depends on what I'm going for. I don't right. know. I mean, if I'm out strolling around drunk on the sidewalk, it's fun to be in North Beach. <laughs> uh, but if I'm chilling in a park, you know, I like the upper market area, DeBose Triangle. What's your favorite uh, burrito in the city? Oh, God. I don't want any death threats. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I like uh, I like El Farolito a lot and uh, Antaqueria Cancun. Uh huh. Yeah, those are pretty baseline, I guess. Oh, and uh, El Castellito on Church and Debose. Shout out to El Castellito. Yeah, you ask for the avocado, not just the guac. They'll spoon out an avocado for you instead of putting guac on it. No extra charge. You heard it first, folks. Go to El Castellito and get that pure avocado goodness. Cause you grew up around there, right? On the Couple 14th blocks away, Street, 14th and Noe. 14th and Noe Street. Your parents bought the house in 1989 for how much money? Well, they, they moved out of their humble abode in the Ingleside where they had just my sister because there was only one bedroom for her, so they needed something bigger. So they, they found a decrepit old three-story Victorian <laughs> in, a, in a dangerous area known as the DeBose Triangle where... Real, real shady down there. Yeah, where Noe Street was lined with nail salons and laundromats and <laughs> uh, liquor stores and against the advice of all their friends they, they bought this house for $187,000 four stories mm. view of the financial district and the mission from the roof mm -hmm. right next to church in Castro it's, it's, and thankfully they still have it and I'm going to intervene if they try to sell it <laughs> <laughs> you'll have something to say about it I'll have a thing or two, I'll have a bone to pick that house is going to be yours one day right knock on knock on chair <laughs> I wish no ill upon my parents, right. um, but the passage of, of time has implications. That'd be awesome, man. That'd be a great place to live. So you live in Oakland now. What do you, how do you like living in Oakland compared to I love it. living in San Francisco? Oh, it's great. The people are just so friendly, and, and uh, 
the I mean there's just there's especially in the downtown district there's just basically the same amount of stuff to do as there would be in a nice neighborhood in SF mm -hmm. but because it's so much more affordable still and hopefully stays that way I don't know if it will but the people out there are from all walks of life and they all get along and they all um they like the same things you go out on a first Friday or you go out walk around the lake on a sunny Saturday and there's no there's no class of people that's not loving it right yeah and you guys have gig you guys gigged at the nightlight down in Jacqueline Square um, one of the great you know sort of small Oakland music venues um, to play music at and you know it's it's just cool that there's a community there that supports independent artists and musicians and there's a place like the Nightlight where a band that doesn't have any, hasn't ever played a show before, can can get a show pretty easily and get. How many people came out to that show? Uh, we had like 50 people. 50 or 60 people came out. Yeah. On a Sunday, on Super, Super, Super Bowl, Bowl Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, eating pie from Nations backstage. It was good times. Just hanging out. It was real good times. So for those of you out there who are, you know, a little bit nervous to go over to Oakland and hang out, come on, come on out, come I hang mean, with us. Dip your toe in; it feels nice. <laughs> dip your toe, but just, just not the in the lake. Not in the lake, though. Not in the lake. No. <laughs> Don't swim in the lake. Uh, Strongly discouraged, unless you go up to Lake Anza. That's well, in Berkeley, though. Berkeley. All right, we are here with Tony Albert from the band Zip Zilch Nada. This is. The Pasco playlist on BFF.FM. This is slap. Poop on my lap and we strap to the trap. This shit is slap. This shit is slap. This shit is slap. I got the fiends coming back to the trap Like a mouse for cheese, I stay getting scratched You can catch me on the block or the trap Hubba, 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 yeah, I sell it to your mother Your aunt, your dad, and your uncle They all on group, yeah, watch me bubble I'm a rude boy, yeah, I'm always in trouble Fucking with the kid, Ali in the coma Dreadlock headshot, now he's a donor Fucking with Josepher, now he's a goner Thought I told y'all we got pistols. We touching more paper than a number two pencil. Thought I told y'all we got pistols. Touching more paper than a number two pencil. We are in the studio with Tony Albert from Zip Sultanada. Some truly some grimies from the 707 filling in. Tony, uh, you got to leave work to come here and hang out with me. Gracious manager. <laughs> she jokingly said. You can't go because you might get famous and uh, quit the job. Crucial I, first I told step. Her, I told her no, no danger. <laughs> and then she said, "Okay." Believe you gotta believe in yourself, Tony. <laughs> you can do it. Also, want to give a shout out to Noel who brought me a slice of cheese pizza from Aranels. Thank you so much. Noel owns the space here at the Secret Alley where we're at, and uh, it's just an all-around good guy. He brought me pizza, so you really can't say anything bad about him. So we're going to listen to one more uh, little track from Zip Zilch Nada's uh, EP, which is up on Bandcamp. Uh, Zipzilchnada.bandcamp.com, I believe. That is the one. That's the one. And they're also on Facebook, so cruise around, give them a like, give them some of your time. 
Come see him tomorrow night at El Rio. We are doing it big with Bear Lincoln, Zip Zilch, Nada, and Heart Sweats, presented by Pasco Management and Counterculture Artist Management. Rumor has it that the king himself might make an appearance. So, you know, who doesn't like Elvis, right? He's still alive, man. Come see for yourself. He'll be there. Uh, this song is called Familial Ties. That's the one. What's up with this song? Give a little, give a little intro. To this is probably it's probably my least autobiographical song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love my family to death. Okay. This one is about a, a broken family. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's an odd time signature, a little dissonant, but sort of the fun. the fraying of the ties, the familial ties. Exactly. Okay, let's uh, let's listen in. That one starts in six eight seven seven four seven four seven yeah. four and then goes into four four afterwards, yeah. mixing up the time signatures a little bit. Did you want the song to sort of be jarring in that respect? I don't know if that was the intent. Um, I try. I mean, it's so easy to just fall into the same scales and the same time signatures. Um, so I try to step out of it as much as I can. Some of my favorite musicians are. Uh, in like the math rock genre mm-hmm. or um, you know bands like Terra Mellos or Hella um, that I don't think that I can reproduce what they do right so I don't try to but but because I appreciate that I uh, you know explore a little more anyway just try to do something do something different 
so what other like songwriters do you sort of look up to not necessarily you know as musicians but you know when you're you know w what is your sort of ideal in terms of someone who displays like the best of, of songwriting craft and all, and all that good stuff uh, I think there's elements I, I can't I can't limit you know the best of songwriting to a genre or much less an artist but I, I really like the aesthetic of um, bands like Built to Spill or Modest mm -hmm. Mouse the kind of late 90s early 2000s you know, post-grunge, northwest sound kind of thing is, is what I gravitate towards the most. And that's because, you know, you just you grew up listening to it and that's sort of what you, you know, your youth was sort of characterized by? Um, no, not really. Um, I kind of found it in college, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I like, you know, I like guitar work a lot. I like uh, playing with the tone and the... Um, tonality of the of the guitar and, and guitar based music and I really liked the fact that artists like Isaac Brock and um, you know Doug Marsh can take the guitar and you know 40 years 50 years after mm -hmm. rock and roll hit the scene with the splash they're still taking the same instrument and making sounds with it that sound new and fresh yeah no absolutely and you know using the guitar to sort of drive the melody of the song mm-hmm I guess that's characteristic of the indie rock resurgence, early 2000s, late 90s era. Well, we were so. all just kids. Yeah, you know, we all got that nostalgia for our angsty youth, don't we? Some ways, some people more than others, I guess. Yeah. I don't know, my youth wasn't that angsty. I guess it kind of, but... Mine was in spite of everything that I had going for me. <laughs> sort of just a angry just to be angry, huh? Yeah. You know, you get coddled throughout your preteen years and everything's dandy and there's food in the fridge and then you, for the first time, start having to deal with responsibility and uh, <laughs> and problems. Responsibility? And interpersonal what? drama. I don't know. <laughs> but it seems like the biggest injustice in the world because you have no context. I still feel like a teenager sometimes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just really haven't matured at all. Hopefully, like hopefully in the good ways. Hopefully. Oh man! All right, we are here on BFF.FM Pasco playlist DJ Rip Raptor with Tony Albert from the band Zipzilch Nada. Thank you guys for listening, and we're gonna close out the set with uh, some great music. So stay tuned here on BFF.FM. Thanks for coming by, Tony. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
Me.
Listen, now you said you've been 